In May, Microsoft announced their big initiative for the year called Xbox 2020, which was going to be a monthly event that focused on all things Xbox Series X. And at the time of the announcement, Sony had still been pretty silent on the PS5 minus the Mark Cerny GDC talk, the DualSense reveal on the PlayStation blog, and of course those interesting Wired articles. Now, many things have changed since Microsoft unveiled their idea for the launch year of the new console, and the two most important factors is that the first Xbox 2020 event in May featured third-party games, and that was considered a flop from most gamers and critics alike. And more importantly is that Sony broke their silence on the PS5 by having a pretty fantastic gaming and system reveal in June. The PlayStation event felt extremely curated with fantastic first-party games that greatly displayed the need for a PS5. Microsoft's response to the PlayStation's future of gaming was going to be strong and swift. This was a company that started the ball rolling on the next-gen reveals back at the Game Awards in late 2019 with a fantastic surprise reveal and has been waiting this whole generation for a chance to fight back with Sony after the loss of the Xbox One compared to the PS4. Microsoft responded by staying silent and skipping their 2020 event in June. A strange move considering how long they had been waiting for a chance to make a move and even more so considering that just a month ago they announced this program. Microsoft is not a company that just wings it which means they would have had a pretty solid plan in place before announcing the 2020 initiative. There's been plenty of speculation as to why they skipped in June, but what it did do was make their first party July game showcase even more important. And now that that July 2020 showcase is in the past, we are going to take a look at that event as a whole, including what worked and what might have missed the mark a little. This is the Video Games Podcast, and we will be right back. My hope for the July Xbox Game Showcase was that they were going to take a look at exactly what made the PS5 Future of Gaming event a success and try to build a bigger skyscraper. And about the only thing that we knew ahead of time for this highly anticipated Xbox event is that we were going to be getting our first look at Halo Infinite's campaign. And when you consider that Halo 5 Guardians was released in 2015 and was the only franchise installment for the Xbox One generation, anticipation is very high. It's not that 343 hasn't done a good job with Master Chief, but there have been bumps along the way. Halo 4 was generally well accepted from fans and critics alike with the notion that 343 had a bright future as the commanders of the series. Unfortunately, we all know what happened with the Master Chief Collection with a large footnote that they have spent every minute since 2014 trying to improve it. Halo 5 Guardians also took away what fans of the series love with a story that sees you take control of John Locke in addition to Master Chief, which didn't sit well with fans who just wanted Master Chief. 343 Industries has done a lot right with the series since taking over from Bungie, but they have failed to take Halo to the next level and keep it at that killer app echelon. The showcase opened with Halo Infinite, which was a question heading into the event whether the flagship title would open or close the event. I think choosing to open the event with Halo, which was a confirmed game for the showcase, left the door open at the end for a one more thing moment, and we will touch on that a little later. As for Halo Infinite, considering that this is likely an early build and that the showcase wasn't live streaming in 4K, I thought the game looked pretty visually stunning. It's not so much the next-gen visuals, it's just how much more alive the world looked and felt. 
Halo Infinite looked like how I imagined Halo Combat Evolve looked back in 2001. Instead of Cortana though, this time around it looks like Master Chief might be forming a relationship with the pilot who saved his life when he was floating in space during the trailer that we saw at E3 I think back in 2019. The pilot seems immediately likable which might lead to the story using him as an emotional anchor by trying to save his home planet or his family in the process or something like that. It looks like 343 Industries is trying to bring Master Chief back to some of its core elements that made the game a worldwide phenomenon in the first place. An engaging story, exotic worlds, imaginative weapons, and of course vehicles. The gameplay trailer made sure to check all of those boxes and then some as it certainly looks like Master Chief is heading out into the great wide open world. At this moment it's unsure just how open the world is and whether it's something more along the lines of the recent Uncharted games or if it's something closer to the Breath of the Wild series. One of the things that stood out to me was how good the game sounded. All of the weapons felt like they had been refined to give them more identity and more weight. The Warthog had a deep throaty sound that roared with power and speed. The trailer made a point of showing Master Chief shooting an enemy in the foot, which caused him to stumble, which makes me wonder how physics are going to be playing a role in the combat, and considering that this is a pillar for Xbox Series X, I would like to see more next-gen advancements that aren't just graphical. Finally, Master Chief has a grapple hook. Not much was shown about it, including how long it can go, does it have a cooldown period, or things like that, but it did show off a few interesting features. As much as you want to keep Halo rooted in the essentials, it also does need to make some advancements to stay modern. Chief grappled up a large cliffside, grappled into an enemy for a melee attack, and also grappled some items in the environment to use. At the end of the trailer, the head of 3-4 Industries came on to talk a little more about Halo Infinite. It was mentioned that the frame rate will be a solid 60 FPS, which is something that worked well in Halo 5, and the map size is significantly larger than Halo 4 and Halo 5 combined, which is a pretty interesting fact. It was also mentioned that Halo Infinite's multiplayer will be shown at a later date, which is good because I think you don't want to rush your Golden Goose, as you'll be able to get a lot of eggs from it before the Xbox Series X launches. How many different modes are there going to be? Will there be some type of battle royale? There are plenty of questions that can be answered between now and the speculated November release date. There was more than Halo with the showcase as Xbox followed up with a teaser for State of Decay 3 which surprised me considering that State of Decay 2 was released in 2018 and has been followed up with substantial updates since. Based on the trailer, State of Decay 3 is very likely far away as we didn't see any gameplay and the time between the first two games is around 5 years and based on this time frame, we're likely to see State of Decay 3 in 2023. But more realistically, I imagine that it's looking like a 2022 title as next year just feels too early for the series. Now, I enjoyed the first two games, Rough Edges included, and I was happy to see the growth from the first game to the second. The simulation and the management aspects of the game make it more interesting than just your average zombie game. Personally, this feels like a series that is on the edge of breaking huge into the mainstream as opposed to the cult success that I feel like it currently enjoys. I am very curious where they plan to take the series with the extra power of the Xbox Series X that should allow for bigger worlds and faster loads which are two of the main problems that the series has had up until now. But based on the trailer, it looks like you are the only solo survivor so I am curious as to how much the series will lean into this aspect or if they will stick with the home base and recruiting aspects that the series has become known for. 
We also got a glimpse of the next Forza Motorsport as well from turn 10 with absolutely stunning visuals and audio as you would expect. Now it's not a well kept secret that if you want to display the power of your next gen hardware, then you want to feature a racing game and this dates back all the way to Gran Turismo on the original PlayStation. It wasn't surprising how good the game looked but instead that it wouldn't be a launch title or likely even a 2020 title, which would be a first for Microsoft to launch without a major exclusive racing title as we've seen Project Gotham for the Xbox, then Project Gotham 3 for the 360 and finally Forza Motorsport 5 for the Xbox One. Having the latest Forza launch on the Xbox Series X seemed like a sure thing considering that the series last entry was in 2017 with Forza Motorsport 7. Now this isn't necessarily a bad thing as I think taking more time to develop a game for next gen is a wise idea. But I think we're also seeing Microsoft already learning from the Xbox One generation that having a steady cadence of first party releases is more important than having a front loaded launch lineup of good not great games that needed to be rushed out the door. Some of the other major highlights of the show included Rare's new game, Everwild, which is still very far away as we have no idea what the game actually is. Visually though, the world looks alive and immersive, but as for what the gameplay is, that's anyone's guess as we're talking about the connection between magic, nature, and the living. After the last entry, Sea of Thieves, it's not impossible to think that this could be another online multiplayer experience. One of the biggest surprises of the showcase came about midway through the presentation when recently acquired studio Obsidian Entertainment showed off their next expansion to the Outer Wilds and their survival game Grounded. Now both of these games were in development before they were acquired into Microsoft Game Studios. However, games like these are coming out on multiple platforms and aren't the major reason that Microsoft purchased the studio. The major reason would be their surprise reveal of the exclusive title that they've been working on called Avowed, which looked like classic Obsidian. Avowed is an epic, magical, medieval fantasy RPG set in a first-person experience. Finally, the showcase closed out with a big but expected confirmation and likely a surprise for the more casual gamer with the announcement of Fable. Currently in development from Playground Studios who have made their name with the Forza Horizon series, we got a brief cinematic trailer. Trailer didn't show any gameplay but it did establish a tone that the series has been known for over the past 16 years when Fable was released on the original Xbox in 2004. Playground Games is based in the UK which will help keep the dry English humor that Lionhead Studios instilled in the series before the studio closed down in 2016. Sadly, we were only treated to a cinematic trailer which likely means that this game is probably 2022 at the earliest if I had to guess. Once again, with the right planning, Microsoft has enough first party titles to eliminate horrible dry spells between exclusives that plague the Xbox One. What Microsoft did emphasize during the showcase was just how integral Game Pass will be with every title shown during the conference being available on Game Pass in some capacity, which provides an incredible value, especially with the recent announcement that Project xCloud will be available at no additional cost to members of Game Pass Ultimate. Microsoft has been hard at work over the past four years establishing Game Pass as the future or the Netflix of gaming as it seems that their vision is incredibly close to being fully realized. 
One of the biggest omissions from the show was the absence of Microsoft's recently formed quadruple-A studio, The Initiative. Now, there's been speculation that the studio is working on something in the perfect dark universe, but that should all be taken with a grain of sand at the moment. The only thing that we know about The Initiative is from their LinkedIn posting about the game's weapons, gadgets, and camera surveillance system back in late 2019, which feels like decades away at this point, members of the team posted that they were playtesting the game. This emphasizes just how much Microsoft wants to spread out the cadence of releases from Xbox Game Studios, but it would have been nice to see a teaser of something, even not revealing a name or a title, just something to get the internet buzzing about what it possibly could be. But based on their absence from this event, it's highly unlikely that we're going to see anything from them until next summer, which then means that we are likely not going to be playing anything from them until late 22 at the earliest. After reflecting on the Xbox Game Showcase, it felt like it was a great event that didn't waste much time with filler and gave some great teases, but I was left with a big question. Why do gamers need to buy this system in 2020 when it releases later this holiday season? The biggest game from the show, Halo Infinite, is going to be playable on current generation of Xbox systems. It wasn't really explained to gamers why we need to have the Xbox Series X in our lives immediately, and I feel like that might have been a missed opportunity, especially when compared to the PlayStation Showcase, which displayed games and hardware that will only be possible on the PlayStation 5. It wasn't just Halo Infinite, as other games that were revealed were current-gen crossovers or new additions like the Ori and the Will of the Wisp updated version or Tetris Effect Connected. I think Xbox delivered a very solid showcase that highlighted the future of Xbox and what it will look like for this generation and beyond. Although it didn't explain why I need to purchase one this holiday, I am excited for the future of Xbox as things look very bright. That's going to be all for the video games podcast this week. Those were just my opinions on the Xbox Game Showcase event. Hopefully there was plenty in the showcase that you enjoyed as well. A big thank you for listening and please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer and more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. 